For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis with you as always here around Australia and New Zealand on SEN. Good to be in your company for the next uh, 20 or so minutes talking everything New Zealand racing. Normally Butch Castles is on the program, but he is having a break this week. So in his place, we have race caller Matt Cross as our main man on the program. Matt, morning to you. How's things? Yeah, good morning, Jordan. Good morning, uh, everybody. Nice to be jumping in for Butch. I'm not sure where he is. He might be sunning himself uh, somewhere a little bit sunnier than what it is here in New Zealand at the moment. We've got a a nice day here uh, for a Friday afternoon and and really looking forward to cracking into the Grand National Carnival across three days, of course, and we'll catch up with Tim Mills in just a moment. But it's, it's starting to just feel a little bit more normal Jordan we're starting to really roll into some of the bigger races around the the spring carnival and whatnot which is creeping up onto us uh, fairly quickly so yeah really looking forward to it and we do have Tim Mills uh, on the phone CEO of uh, Rickerton Park Tim great to be catching up with you uh, once again and really looking forward to the week ahead what a cracker it's going to be yeah, good morning Matthew Jordan good morning Australia and good morning uh, New Zealand and to everyone who's listening in and uh Really looking forward with some excitement to our three-day Grand National Festival of Racing, which, as it does every year, heralds in the new racing season. What's the the, the weather conditions going to be like, Tim? What are we expecting, particularly for for tomorrow's racing? Well, an awful lot better than uh, than two weeks ago. Um, Matt, as you'll appreciate, being a Cantabrian, we had atrocious weather. July was the wettest July ever in Canterbury's history and, in fact, the wettest month ever in Canterbury's history. So uh, we were on the back foot and, unfortunately, sort of uh, talking to a few guys yesterday who have travelled down, there was a the old social media with the photos of water, surface water and everything probably didn't do us any favours, uh, even though we were putting out our own uh, vision to show that Canterbury was draining away, which it has done exceptionally well. The weather this week has been beautiful and the tracks come back uh it's still going to be a heavy 10 but nothing like it would have been two weeks ago weather forecast we've got our uh, hearts and our mouths a wee bit we've got a little bit of a fruit salad of the weather for the next six or seven days but in these three-day carnivals i just take each day as they come um there is a bit of forecast for uh, some rain uh, perhaps tomorrow afternoon but going into the day i think we'll end up when you consider we've got a race called the winning edge presentations winter cup you do have to expect some heavy going from time to time Okay, we've got we've got small fields for the jumping races, but I guess that the main thing is that we were able to get those off the ground. And good to see Kevin Myers uh, making the trip down once again. He's always been a, a fantastic supporter of the carnival. Well, Kevin and Mark Olligan uh, looked at some of those photos and said, well, we're two weeks out. Why are we panicking now? It won't be that bad in two weeks' time. And so they have supported the meeting. Um, you know, probably just, just does illustrate the fragility of the number of jumpers or the number of people providing the jumpers in New Zealand uh, two or three of our regulars for just you know a number of reasons horses not performing and the likes uh, aren't here this year the numbers are smaller than we hope but the bottom line is that they will go ahead the feature races they will be exciting there will be some history written as horses win the two grand nationals in particular the racecourse hotel grand national steeplechase on Saturday week 
So it's still going to be a festival well worth attending and well worth following. And whatever happens, as I said, there will be some history written in the next uh, three days of racing. And one of those things, Tim, you speak of history, we've seen it in, in Hong Kong, we've seen it in Singapore, where they've been able to use two different tracks on the same day. And for the first time in New Zealand, we'll be using the turf track and the synthetic on Wednesday, I believe. We are, yes, a, a novelty. Again, just showing the versatility of Rickerton Park for a three-day carnival. And, you know, there's not many uh, three-day carnivals left in New Zealand. And um, it's something we're proud of and we want to keep going. So the, the two hurdle races will be run on the turf and the flat races will be run on the poly track and just looking through the entries, which close in half an hour. You know, we've got 14 entries for the amateur riders race. The rating 65s have got 25 and 19. Um, so there is real uh, support for those races and those grades, and it will be a point of difference. It uh, will, of course, take the weather out of the equation if the bad weather does come on Tuesday, and then we can sit tight and uh, put the track back for Saturday week, which will all be back on the turf. And what are the numbers looking like at the moment for the Grand National Steeplechase in eight days' time? We're probably at this stage uh, looking at a field of, of around about eight with an ounce of luck. Um, there's, looks like there's going to be about eight nominations. Um, I suppose, being completely frank, we have to hope that horses get through, the four horses that are racing tomorrow get through it unscathed. Look, at the best result's going to be a field of eight, but if we've probably got six or seven... That's going to be in keeping with the feature jumping races, Matt, going right back to the Alpuni hurdles in May when I think six went round in the Alpuni hurdles and four in the Manawatu steeplechase. Waikato was eight and eight. Uh, Hawke's Bay was six in the hurdles and seven in the steeple and, and nine of each went round at Trentham with, with a number not completing the course. So, look, we're probably on par with the numbers that have been in the feature races this winter. Let's hope it's just one of those winters where the numbers in the big open races have been light but it will be a spectacle no matter what. i tell you what will be a spectacle. That'll be the Winter Cup with green luck coming in, probably helping the majority of the field getting right down on the weight. So you would have cast your eye over the 18-horse field for the Group 3 Winning Edge Presentations Winter Cup. Is there one horse that's jumping out of the page at you that looks like a winner? Well, probably a little bit like many people, I'm looking at number seven, Kick On, trained by Kevin Myers, ridden by Cozzy Asano, of course, was uh, here at Rickerton Park as an apprentice jockey when he was champion jockey. I'll have a wee bit of a soft spot for Lord Darcy, trained by my good mate Bevan Wilson, who played at fullback for the All Blacks. Um, I'd love to see Bevan win, uh, win a Winter Cup and Terry Mosley, another one of our good mates here at Rickerton Park. So probably the head going for Kick On and the heart going for uh, Lord Darcy. And just before we let you go, Tim, I'm sure there'll be some of the Australian listeners who will be looking for a bit of a trip away, and, and one of those trips might come up as the Cup Carnival across three days in November. How can people get involved in terms of ticketing there and, and finding their way potentially into one of the hospitality sweeps? Look, just our website, um, rickettandpark.co.nz. It's a fantastic week for the Australian listeners of all three codes of racing, plus the uh, agricultural and pastoral show, which is New Zealand's biggest. So anyone who's got an interest in anything animal or rural, our New Zealand Cup and Show Week is just starts on our, our Saturday, uh, goes on to the Tuesday at Addington, Saturday at Rickerton, Thursday at the Dogs, so Friday at Addington and uh, Saturday at Rickerton, and of course the show on the last three days. Uh, go to the website. Anyone's got any troubles, we're only a phone call away as well, and we'd certainly welcome 
any Australian visitors. We've got two Group 1 races, the Albasti Equi World New Zealand 2000 Guineas, the Barnswood Farm New Zealand 1000 Guineas for the three-year-old filly, uh, and, of course, the two miles of the uh, Martin Collins New Zealand Cup. So uh, big stake increases this year across the carnival as well for our new, in the relativity of the New Zealand racing scene. So it, I reckon it's going to be an absolute cracker carnival. And with no COVID, because, of course, a year ago, uh, I think it was the Tuesday after Grand National Steeplechase Day, New Zealand went back into lockdown. Let's uh, say a little Hail Mary that that doesn't happen again because Cup Week will be enormous this year. And Tim, finally, was there anything else across the meeting tomorrow that uh, our SEN punters can, can have a bit of a nibble at? Was there something else on the program that you thought was worth a punt? I think race seven, number one, Rock Island line, uh, Lisa Latter, uh, a trainer from Alapuni in the North Island regularly brings big teams to this meeting. She very rarely goes home without winning a race at the, at the Grand National Festival. I see there's a four kilo claimer on, which will help. So race seven, number one, perhaps. Good on you, Tim. Enjoy the week ahead. No, we will, Matt. It's always great fun. And, uh, yep, good luck. And thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, really looking forward to it, Jordan. The, the three days coming up for the Grand National Carnival and it all kicks uh, off. It'll be about three minutes after two tomorrow, Australian time with the Sydenham Hurdles, which is the main lead-up to the Grand National Hurdles on uh, Wednesday. He's a busy man, Tim Mills, but always great to catch up. <laughs> Absolutely. Great to uh, hear from Tim Mills on the program. We'll take a break here on Breakfast with the Kiwis and we'll get Michael Pittman up next on the program. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellos with you as always. Matt Cross is in for Butch Castles this week. And uh, Matt, your neck of the woods, Rickenham Park, is where the features are happening this weekend. And we've got another special guest on the program with Michael Pittman. Yeah, and he's got uh, a horse that's going around in the Winter Cup in Wild Rover. G'day, Pity. Uh, how is uh, Wild Rover? He, obviously, uh, at the ratings, doesn't look as though he's the best-placed horse in the race, but I know that you, you've got a really high opinion of him. Yeah, he's... Um, I mean, I've had Winter Cup runners before, but it, to be honest, he's probably, um, probably my best chance of having some success in the race. And, and to be fair, he has been set for the Winter Cup this whole preparation. You've got a widish barrier draw. I would imagine by that part of the day, though, that's probably a positive for you. Yes, definitely. Um, yep, you and, you and I both know that um, from up where you commentate, you see it all happen, and more often than not, when it's wet, those wide barrier draws are very important. So um, I, I, I think it's a positive, certainly, to uh, draw out sort of 10, 10 to 18. I think it's a definite positive at that time of the day. Okay, he, he's a get-back sort of horse, uh, pity in general, we've, we've seen from him. So you, you're hoping that those up front go to war a little bit and you can time your run down the outside at some point? Yeah, he's got, he's got a... I mean, he's, he's shown in his racing that held up for one run. He has got a really devastating finish. Whether he'll have the same finish amongst the big boys, well, there's only one way to find out, and that's to go out there and compete. But, um, yeah, we're really happy with the horse. He's been working extra good for a while, and... Um, his last start, whilst on face value, probably was a bit disappointing. Um, he did back up, and he's a horse that needs sort of three to four weeks between runs, and we found that out before. Um, and also, he was probably ridden a fraction handy at his last start, which sort of blunted his finishing run as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think he'll be ridden pretty kindly early in the race and hopefully be getting home better than the rest. <laughs> 
The Open 12 race number four, you've got a couple of runners. Macabar's been a real find in the winter. Yeah, he just loves it. We had very good rides last week to win at um, Omaru, and um, yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't going to run him in it because I thought um, that um, Diego was actually on the top weight, but they've decided to claim three. So I thought, oh, stuff it. If I've got a good jockey, I'll put 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 him in, and um, um, he's accepted for the seventy four fourteen hundred. But at this stage, he'll be running in the open sprint, and uh, Diego will be able to claim a kilo. He's got his weight down, obviously, to ride. Uh, Wild Rover in, in in the in the uh, Winter Cup, so he'll be able to claim a kilo down to fifty three. Race five, you've got Pro Serve returning. How's he? Yeah, he's working really good. You know, us we don't trial horses. We we just take them to the races. His work's been really good for a while. He's a true blue wet tracker, and he's going to get that. The, but as I just said before, he's drawn barrier one. That's not the best place to be, but it is early in the day. There's two jump races and two other 1,200-metre races before him. But, um, yeah, that's only negative as he's drawn barrier one. I think you're better off out of it. Race number six, you've got Canoli. Say we get a little bit of rain tomorrow afternoon. Could she be a bit of an each-way player? Yeah, it's been working real good for a long time, but she just hates puggy ground. Just can't seem to get through it. Typical mirror, I guess. Um some rain overnight or tomorrow morning would free it up a bit. And um, I mean, she was good enough to win a nice race on the on Cup Day last year, but she does seem to favour some given the ground. So um, I mean, we're happy with where she's at. It's a strong field that field, um, but um, so it should be. It's that time of the year, and the money's up. Your best of the day. Uh, I. I Pretty, I, I think Macabar will go close to winning the sprint, actually. I think it's probably our best chance. We haven't got a lot in because we're not noted wet track trainers, but all the horses we've got in, are, are, they do lean towards giving the ground, so that's why they're running. So, yeah, I think Macabar is probably the best chance. All right, Pity, thanks for your time. Good luck. Uh, thanks very much, guys. Good luck to everyone. Bye. Beautiful stuff. Michael Pittman. There you go, Jordan. Excellent. Michael Pittman with... Uh, with uh, some crucial details ahead of the weekend. We'll take a break here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. We'll come back and wrap up the show with our final guest. That's next on SEN. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Matt Cross is filling in for Butch Castles this week on the program. And our final guest here, Matt, is uh, Brennan Popplewell, who'll be giving us his expert tips out of Ruakaka, trackside presenter. Welcome to the show, Brendan. Yeah, nice one. Uh, nice to be joining you, and uh, certainly a, a terrific race meeting to look forward to with some Group 1 horses uh, back out and running. Yeah, BP, you've got some pretty heavy hitters in tomorrow. Race number eight is a, is a racing van. You must be frothing to see the Mark Walker team returning. Yeah, look, it's um, a, a silly, certainly that early treat before we get right into the spring uh, with these horses that have their eyes looking towards the Foxbridge Plate, which is on the 27th of August, which is that key important stepping stone towards our first Group 1 here in New Zealand, which is the Tarzino Trophy at Hawke's Bay on the 10th of September. And what we will get is good track conditions. The track is rated a soft five. The weather is fine. Uh, up north uh, at Ruakaka, so there is the potential of these horses stepping out on a nice surface over 1,100 metres to get them ready for three weeks' time. And when you've got runners like on Trivier, who's been able to perform on both sides of the Tasman at the elite level, we saw the horse racing through the Queensland Winter Carnival by running third in a doomed 10,000. A very quiet trial from her uh, most recently. Imperatriz, a, a twice Group 1 winner last season and looking to really stamp herself uh, up against uh, some of the big boys and girls this season. 
she's a dollar ninety favourite with Opie Boston uh, doing the riding and, and a real market mover. And I think that's what punters need to be looking for here is was that serious push in the market, and it's around this runner in territory is two twenty to one ninety. Okay, we look forward to that race eight tomorrow from Ruakaka. Race number four, Brendan, if we could just cast your eye back. Another field of some really promising three-year-olds heading around. Yeah, this is a race where we see uh, Alabama Gold, who was very impressive last preparation as a two-year-old when he won on his home track uh, by nearly four lengths, but it was a forever increasing margin before he was then beaten in a group one at Ellerslie. He's come back with a, a good trial under his belt to look like he's ready to go. He's drawn Barry number one, and that's an important piece of information too because he's a horse who likes to get up on speed. And what we do see at Uruakaka very often is those that are favoured that are sitting up on tempo. That running rail tomorrow will be out the eight metres uh, there at Ruakaka. Lord Cosmos out of the Mark Walker stable in the Tangerine. He looks to be a horse to watch this season. I was really impressed with how he won last preparation uh, at, at stakes level at the back end of a two-year-old preparation. Good quiet trial from him when finishing into fourth position. So that's a good field that the fourth of the day. All right, BP, we look forward to your coverage. Thanks for having me, Jordan. We better wrap things up uh, to our Australian listeners. Enjoy the coverage from New Zealand over the next couple of days. Excellent stuff. Uh, thank you very much, Matt. Thank you to you, Brendan, as well. And uh, did a sterling job, Matt, filling in for Butch Castles. I'm sure we'll hear you on the program again uh, in uh, not too far a time when Butch returns as one of our regular guests. This has been Breakfast with the Kiwis on SEN right around Australia and New Zealand. You can podcast the show at sen.com.au, but make sure to tune in. Again, same time, same place next week for more from New Zealand. Enjoy the racing this weekend. See ya. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.